0: what is going on everybody welcome to the new year the first episode of 2024 with the tuesday track talk podcast episode uh number 15 featuring your three stones pit crew i am your gas man cameron
1: i'm your jack man kellen and i'm your tire changer
0: cam and we've got another jam-packed episode um so As you guys know, uh, this pit crew, we've just been, uh, as pit crews do pump out pit stops, we've just been pumping out content, uh, (laughs) since we started this thing. So to start the new year, um, for all you that listen, I don't think that you guys really even know who we are, um, our backgrounds and how we got into racing and how we got to where we are. So, uh, to start this new year out, um, we're going to fire up an episode and each one of the pit crew members is going to. Give a little timeline timeline and background on themselves, how they got into racing, some of their favorites growing up, and ultimately how we got to where we are and just some dumb race-loving dudes. So, um, yeah, and then we'll also touch on a little bit of Chili Bowl preview. Uh, that's right around the corner, and uh, that's looking to be another stacked week of racing. So, um, yeah, since we reconvened, how's the pick crew been?
1: Good, just recovering from what's been the craziness of Christmas. Well, staying up too late and eating too much is what it comes down to.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of staying up late for myself. I got stuck with the air mattress too, so I didn't sleep all too well either. So, yeah, but dad, mm-hmm. dad was home for the weekend, so I, I, I was okay with giving up the bed for for him to be home. So.
0: Yeah, and I think we can all attest to that. Um but I will say sometimes though when you eat yourself so full that like you can't eat anymore, but then when sometimes when you catch that second wind, it's almost better going back the second time. That's <laughs> that's when uh that's when things get going. That's when things get really good when you get that second wind and you're like, "All right.
2: Let's go back again for round 2." And it's a whole new ball game what'd you go back for like what was the first thing on the plate you had to get i mean so at one christmas uh one grandparents she had
0: uh just barbecue and a bunch of snacks chips uh hot ham and one thing that i was doing that was i don't know if anybody's ever done it but you know like that uh nacho queso yeah i was throwing that on my barbecue and that is
1: <laughs> Gives it a little bit of zing. Sure.
0: So I was ham- huh. just absolutely hammering barbecues at my one grandma, grandparents house. So that was good. And then at my other grandma, she made a, what was that? Ken? Was that like a beef roast? I um, think it was just like a, yeah, like sliced beef roast. And that was, I had it hot and it was almost like a little bit dried out, like kind of hard going down the old windpipe. Um. <laughs> But then I waited for a little while and I swear like it sat in like the juice. She had it just on like a big plate and I swear it sat in the juice for a while and it was nice and sliced up and I went back a second time. That was that got better a second
2: time. So those are my two main courses and that was what so I was hammering. So one of the one of them that I always get, it's always gotta be the Christmas cookies. I uh Oh yeah. My body does not like me right now because I've been hammering out Christmas cookies for like the past week. <laughs> I got this plate of Snickerdoodles from work, and I damn near had that plate gone by the time I left the office that day. I mean, it was it had to have been a dozen cookies, Baker's dozens of cookies on there, and it was almost gone. Um, another thing that I had is that my my dad's side of the family, and then my grandparents on my mom's side as well. Chili, we did chili for both dinners, but I'm also one of those guys, and I don't know if this is you know taboo or anything like that but i got i gotta have spaghetti noodles with my chili as well elbow macaroni is what we do yep so i it's just chili i don't need any whipped cream or anything like that just give me the chili and the noodles and i'm set yep but there was definitely a couple servings of that i'll
0: lift up a batch of chili for the family on what day was, was that saturday afternoon Uh Friday or Saturday, whatever day of the break that was. But yeah, Kellen whipped up some chili. That
2: was good too. Um you put beans uh, in your chili? Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. See, that's like one of them had beans, the other one didn't. So
0: one thing that I will say I hammered way too many of that our mom made. She made these peanut butter cookies with the little chocolate. It wasn't a kiss in the middle, but it was oh yeah. Like just Hershey chocolate thing. Yep but it was a peanut butter and chocolate and those things were just. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, uh, needless to say, if you're looking to start a new year's resolution after putting together those, all that eating, uh, this would be a great time to get outside and get some exercise or start the new year off and uh, try Play some of those pounds that you just put on. It's the holidays <laughs> that's well. going to be one of the, that's going to be one of my goals. So, Yeah, eat the It's the holidays. Who cares? Just eat whatever the hell you want. Get back to not being so bloated and walking around (laughs) 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 bloated forever. Anyways, anything else
2: new, or you guys want to jump right in? Oh, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Racing scene's been pretty quiet. It's kind of like you were saying, building up to the chili bowl. So, well,
0: if we ain't got anything else new, Um, let's jump right in. And as I mentioned, um, on the intro, the uh intro to this this episode, uh, we just thought starting off the new year, twenty twenty four, um, again, pit crew, we just jumped right into this thing, and we love racing, and we said, hey, let's just start. Had this idea, let's get a podcast going, YouTube channel. Let's start putting our heads together and all the content we have, and we never really put out an episode to introduce. Who we are, where we came from, what got us started in the racing, what keeps us going, and what do we love following. So, to start the new year off, um, we thought it would be a fantastic idea to, I guess, you know, just take a step back, share a little bit more about us as racing season's a little bit in a lull. um, Share a little bit about us personally, get to know us a little bit on a personal level, and talk about, you know, just kind of how we grew up, some of our favorite tracks, drivers. And everything in between and also to how we got to where we are right now just feeding for racing so without further ado i think our gat or our jack man he's gonna go first uh, yep. and as he always does he's always got got the powerpoint he always <laughs> he's always got the research project prepared
1: um, yep. well it wasn't really a research project when you just scratch your head going "What? where did i go what have i seen yep but right. yeah, our Jack yeah, our Jackman Kellen, yeah,
0: our Jackman Kellen, he's gonna go first, um, and he's teasing us a little bit before the before we recorded this episode with some of the hero cards he's got. So for those of you that are listening and can't quite see the um the PowerPoint, if you get a chance, get on YouTube, check out uh, the Jackman's PowerPoint because he's always good. and of course he's got the wild theme
1: to it. <laughs> um no that's that's kind of a good point so it, it came you kind of mentioned it um i you know i think we we started this whole deal and we finally got this thing on spotify don't forget we're on spotify yeah uh make sure to go over it's your easiest listening convenience at work at home in the car church walking here walking there going here going there put your headphones in um and get a listen over there so um i think we we probably can do a little better job of pushing the Spotify thing because it is a pretty pretty awesome little deal, but um just don't want to forget that that's over there. That this isn't the only spot you can get this now for the visual stuff, you bet. Um, and we'll we'll <laughs> fill you we'll fill you Spotifyers in as we go on this whole deal. So um, but yeah, just kind of a little reminder on the Spotify deal. Well, are we ready? I'm ready. Let's jump okay. right in. All right, so here we go. We got about the crew, um, kind of just this, this like four or five slides, nothing too crazy. Um, so <laughs> Cam probably sees this picture, and goes, "Wow." <laughs> um, <laughs> so well, I guess where did it all start? I mean, at the end of the day, like for us, it, at least for Cam and I, like we were at a track damn near weekly, um, and I would say like the two of them that we went to the most were back in the day. It was called Monster Hall. Um, the name changed a, f- a few times after that, but Monster Hall and Marshfield Super Speedway, same thing, little change in the name. Um, and we did manage to sneak a one off in there at Cedar Lake at one point. So, um, <clears throat> if we weren't over at Monster Hall for dirt, we were at Marshfield on Saturday nights. Um, it was almost like a weekly tradition, like we were over there non stop. So, um, for those that aren't that. You're probably going to cover this already, but Monster
0: Hall that was dirt. Marshall yep. Field Super Speedway was asphalt. Yep. So we we're right away, young guns. We were introduced to two different
1: dipping our toes and everything. Yep. So, yeah, those were kind of the two places. I mean, we lived right between them, so central Wisconsin. Um, Monster Hall is no longer a racetrack, um, but those are the two places that we primarily went to. Did they officially
0: um, shut the operation down?
1: The racetrack? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an event center now. Like the track is still there. Everything is still there. Just there's no racing there anymore. Boys. So, yeah. Boys. Anybody want to consider
0: moving back to central Wisconsin? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but the picture here for those that can't see it, it's it's the old 15 um as a little kid this is just an iconic picture because as a little kid every heat race every qualifying session every feature we were picking guys to win and this freaking 15 if you were the first one to pick you always pick dean la always so um i just found that picture yeah i had to do some hunting to find that but got my hands on it but uh so that's that's the visual picture there um for that so um Kind of a list of some of the some of the shows that we are drivers that we've seen like coming and going in the weekly. So out at Monster Hall or SK Speedway or whatever it was called. Um pretty there's actually some iconic names that have kind of come through there. Um Troy Cuiat was a national champ. Jed Moore always ran him really well there. Uh Chris Hortel, who still does race, um, he ran out there a lot. Scott Duval. Kevin Adams are a couple of the names that were on there when you talk about looking at who was winning or running weekly out there. So kind of a cool deal to look back at that and kind of, oh, yeah, that's right. He was there, too, Um, and kind of remember some of those names. Then you look at Marshfield, Dean LaPointe, Mark Krauss, Rory Melbinger, Mark Eswine, Chad Sell. um, Those are kind of the names from that era um, that ran or guys that we had seen um, run during that time. So kind of like from that, and kind of some uh, other like anomalies in camp. I don't know if you remember this one, but we went out to Marshfield one weekend, and they had the asphalt wing sprints. That was a freaking show. Um, so these kind of some of the things that we've seen. Like they had a couple uh wing sprint shows at Monster Hall back in the day we went to. Um, so we kind of saw a little bit of everything up here. Um, as we are kind of getting into it, obviously dirt supers, asphalt supers, dirt mods, um, and then any of your support classes or weekly classes that ran at those racetracks, street stocks, super stocks, four cylinders, um, any of those that ran with their support divisions as well. And then what, what keeps me in this whole deal? Um, one, the first one is, and they all kind of build from this, is one, having a, a racing knowledge base, to understand everything that's going on um, is just to see when you're a little, when you're a little take and you get there, it's just so badass just to be there. You don't know what's going on. It's just, it's cool, right? Like <laughs> you're, you're it's just, you're, yeah, you're there for the thrill of it, you know? And when you're a little kid, it's like, oh, you were always excited for the wrecks, but now you see it, it's like, eh, <laughs> it ain't geez. the same anymore. Yep. Um, but being able to understand what's going on, I think, and being able to process it and see what happens in the moment. And then kind of the rest of the bullet points go from there is being able to track stuff when you talk about drivers and teams and chassis and cars and who's driving for who and who's a teammate for whoever and, and how they work together, or how the guys race each other. So being able to just follow everything as it, as it goes. And then kind of the last two, um, go hand in hand as one having friends and or us three to go to the track with. So you're not going there flying solo. Um, just adds another element of camaraderie of just having someone be there and, and go and hang out with. And, um, go find a new track to go to or a new series to see or different, a different area or something you haven't seen or something you love and, and doing that. So that's, that's always super cool. And then um, the last one is just having favorite drivers and series and being able to follow their seasons or careers and just being able to kind of track that as you go. So, um, yeah, I think that part of it to me is super, super cool, super fun to watch follow um so kind of just bigger overarching points on that um and then the last one so this is this is in my living room this is the i don't know this started uh about a year ago the dale senior 124th die cast collectible roll that's in my um apartment there's 13 cars in there so i've got 13 one twenty fours, all but one of them, the hood and the trunk open. So that's kind of a cool little deal. I don't know why I got I got that bug, and I got a bunch of those about a year ago. So well, yeah, um, I think this is an ode to our
0: grandpa um, yeah. who passed away. Who talk about timeline? I would say he was one of the guys that first scratched the surface of us getting us into racing anytime you'd go up there on a sunday saturday he was watching chilling in his recliner in his little man cave watching racing so he was one that started us and then unfortunately when he passed away in june of 2022 um grandma knowing how passionate me and kellen were about race cars and he had all had started a lot of these collections and i got some down here behind me um yeah Unfortunately sure. for grandma, she just did not really see, she didn't unfortunately love these cars as much as we do. And so she yeah. said, you know, these are going to mean a whole lot more to you guys, as passionate as you guys are about racing than they will to me. And so, um, yeah,
1: it was like one way guy-
0: to keep, keep him around and could
1: yeah, one or two. Like, get a piece of him with us. There's like one, I think I had one or two that he had had that kind of sprung the collection. So, he, uh,
0: so he had this. You got the smashed up one.
1: Yep. On the left there, that
0: was one yep. from the collection I remember.
1: And then the other one was the Coke, the three, the Coke car. Right So here.
2: I want to pull this question just because it got brought up. So my grandpa was talking about that Coke car. Yep. Do you guys remember where he ran that? Oh. Because I said it was either an All Star race or was that race in Japan?
1: The Japan car was the AC Delco.
2: Okay. So I think it was an all-star race that he ran that It had to be an all-star race. Yeah.
1: That's where a lot of these, was... like, anomaly schemes were run.
2: Yeah. Yep. He always ran that black good wrench 3, yep. or, like, you got the one right next to it with like, the Oreo. Like, it would throw yep. that in there occasionally, but none of, like, yep. the, the special ones.
1: Yeah. These, for the most part, were all pretty much – Um. They were all pretty much all star cars from the middle here, from Tasmanian Devil over to AC, AC Delco,
2: Delco. Yep,
1: the Atlanta well, even that even that
2: Rainbow Three down at the right too. That yep. was an all star car.
1: Yep, yeah, the Rainbow Three, Wheaties, Coke, Tasmanian Devil, the Silver Good wrench, the the gold bass. Astro
2: was always that was always a slick car. Yep, it still and then is. The,
1: the Atlanta Olympics '96 Olympics scheme. Yep. So. Those were kind of the, yeah. So that's kind of what I got. I got a couple other little like, so these I was kind of I was kind of looking through these and I was teasing you guys with these before we got started. But like, um, I went through the other day and I found all my hero cards and I got them all like in sheets in a binder. There's an old school Andrew Morrissey, black and silver thirty nine. There's a couple other ones. Eugene Gregorich is in here. For those that Still kind of follow the late model scene. Here's another classic. Jacob Katie. Hell yeah. National champ. Was that two years ago? Uh three. Three, Mark S. Wine. Um, here's another classic. Still runs. I'm looking for one in particular. I'll find it. Here's another one. Uh, old school Jeff Storm. Seven I can't one. wait. Yep. the other one. Yep. So you got both of them in there. Um. Where is that goddamn thing? I'll find it here just a second. But this kind of goes along with all the stuff that I've got hanging on the wall back here. That is the drop set of every week of the <laughs> um the backdrop for the the podcast every week. Here's one that I was looking for: Chris Wimmer, yeah. old school Chris Wimmer. And then where's the last? Tim.
2: Schindel.
1: Oh, Tim Schindel. Yup. I got yes. a Tim Fendel in here. Yep, he's that one. I got that one in here. Yep.
2: Yes, yep. Tim Fendel. And then the last one I found, I heard it. his name pop up the other day. I forget where I heard it pop up, but it came up somewhere. Travis Sauter, who is now oh. your D4. Um, Somers.
1: Somers. yep, yep. Sommers, so Nathan uh, Haslaw. Yeah, Brian Reffner, those are the old ones, and then you look like the rest of them, pretty current guys, a lot of them I picked up at the National Tour Race, Steve Apel, DeAngelis, uh, Fenhouse, Mondyke, um, Island, so those are kind of the, the ones that I've been keeping, that I kind of keep tucked away, so. That's kind of like the the background. I mean, obviously I've got the stuff hanging up here. Davenport, probably one of my favorite guys. Obviously, Cross. That is the backstory in that. That is the Slinger twenty twenty one door, right? Yep. Yeah. they have been Slinger twenty one. Um, when he kind of got in that little bit of that fender bender there, and I um, saw that
2: damn wreck pretty much in front of me. <laughs> yep. I'm still
1: oh. Um. So I got that, I got that door panel from him. And then um by God. So if you look right over my left shoulder right here, there's the shoes that I once yep. call This the signature shoes that I it's a it was a random draw.
2: Still can't believe it. I'm more <laughs> mad about the door than I am the shoes. Just the fact that um, I saw I, I saw it happen and then I text you about it. And you're like, I wonder if he's gonna sell that door, what he's gonna do with it. So you text him. <laughs> <laughs> or dm'd him whatever you did yeah to end up with that yep. door nope for sure so that was yeah that was a
1: of speak of the devil yeah you got that that's last one I'll, I'll show you one more just because it it only it only fits that we're going through it mark, it's, it's dad, dad mark. so
2: so i don't know if you knew this but so that the radio guy Jim that we hang out with at the track you yep. used to spot for mark oh really yeah, he used to spot for him way back when. That's how he got in the whole radio deal was because he spotted for him. Oh, nice. Yeah, got it. I don't know how the how they got acquainted with each other, but yeah, because he was yeah. he told me I forget where the hell he was at. I want to say it was Anderson. It was there was, it was they were at some race somewhere, and it was one of those like you had to be on the bottom type of places, or otherwise you were screwed. Yeah. And he and Mark ended up on the outside on a restart. He, Jim, the spotter, told him, "I'll get you down, but when I say down, you get down." <laughs> and he had he had about that much of space between the front b- fender and the rear b- fender, and then the guy behind him as well. He just all he he just vividly remembers this. All you see, of us say, "Down!" And he just <laughs> just yanks <laughs> that wheel. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I mean.
1: But, Kind of the other hero cards I got are are a lot of from our Cedar Lake trip. They're all current dirt super guys. Madden, Madden, B Shep, Bobby Pierce, Hoffman, JD, um all the current guys. So they're really not technically they would be an archive like Asphalt One. So that was that was funny to bring that up that, that a lot of that stuff that I got there is from ASA before it was Arca.
2: Yep yep and it's funny like you know when we're kids and like we were getting those autograph cards like we didn't think anything of it right we didn't know what the hell we were gonna do with them if we were going to put them anywhere hang them up we just end up like our parents put or my my grandpa in this case put them in a binder and like yep you know i remember having these a while ago and grandpa's like yep i got them right over here sure enough here i am flipping through this
1: yeah so that's kind of that's kind of my story on racing and I mean, as kids, as we started got a little bit older, we were getting into sports and doing that stuff. So as you didn't have the time in the weekends to, to do it when you're chasing around playing football on Saturday mornings, it just makes for it makes it tough. So, so we're we're finally settled. We're back. We're back right where we belong. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the backstory.
0: I got a f- yeah. few I got a few uh follow-up questions. I'll pose. Well, I'll pose one right now, and then once I get done, I'll pose it to the whole group. I okay. guess um, – so full circle, you know, obviously kind of where you started, where you're at right now. I guess what are – you know, what are the, you know, top three series you would say you enjoy following the most? You know, as a pit crew, you know, we all kind of talk about, you know, what areas – like I – for sure, you know, we got a good mix of niche followings, I would say. Yeah. Um, our tire changer cam he's asphalt super late model racing anything in the midwest there's about a 95 percent chance he's there so he's (laughs) that's his niche i really enjoy the dirt super late models so that's what i really enjoy following kellen i think provides the most balance he's all over the place dirt (laughs) blacktop he's there i feel like living in Plattville is kind of in the boonies, but somehow you're always seem to be close to like the big, the big shows and make your, find your way at them or some of them. So you provide yeah. balance, but I guess follow-up question. Um, and, you know, we could all touch on this, but I guess, what are, what are, would you say are the three series you enjoy following the most right now?
1: Um, I'm going to say right now. Or
0: where would you say are your, what's your three, where are you the three? No, I would say favorite that, what do you enjoy following the most or, what do you say, say you go, know the most about, whatever one you want to choose? Yeah,
1: I would say, like, my three would probably be, and I'm going to say in no particular order, I'm going to go dirt supers, asphalt supers, and then third one, I don't know, probably something in NASCAR. Um, but I would say, like, for me, being down here, um, I probably have, when I say follow something, it's going to be, Virtually it's going to be able to follow a lot of the dirt super late models, probably Lucas Oil, just because we get that with flow. But then when you talk about racing in person, it's going to be uh ASA Midwest Tour just because they go to the Dells, they go to Madison twice, they go to Hawkeye Downs. Those are all within two hours of me. Yeah. Um, so those are trips that I'll make. So when you talk about following a series um that way, I would say I would could, say the Midwest tour. You could probably throw lacrosse in there too. Lacrosse, yep. Lacrosse is two hours. Uh, Jefferson's an hour and forty minutes up the yep. road. Like, I, I when we're starting to map out our schedules for the year, I'm like looking at them, like, man. Christ, I'll, be a, I'll, the be entire... a, I'll be a Midwest tour regular. I mean, really, the only one that's a huge, a huge trip would be Grundy and State Park. Kokana, yeah, that's that'd be and Slinger, Slinger, yeah, yeah. which, so I mean. 50 uh, percent of the schedules down here in my neighborhood so when you talk about following a schedule I, or a series I'd probably say Lucas oil soup, uh dirt supers uh with Flo, and then in person is gonna be a Midwest tour just because I'm gonna follow I'll be there um at
2: the track this summer so those would be my series um so you were talking about, like, kind of putting a, together a schedule of, like, races that we were possibly going to. Yep. I put mine together, and I also got, like, my schedule, my phone with everything that I want to try and do. Yep. Um, obviously, there were a lot of races that overlapped each other, so I'm going to miss out on some. But out of the schedule that I have, tentatively, I'm hoping to hit 49 events this year or race days this year. Oh, really? That's how much oh. I got on there, yeah.
1: Let me see, how do I, how do you zoom out on this Google Excel sheet?
2: You should be able to just hit, I think it's control, or well, maybe not. I,
1: I want to zoom out. No, three
0: I, dots on the top right of the screen, right next to your.
1: Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Here, I'll just, we'll just do this, I'll, just real
2: quick. <laughs> I think I know where you're getting at here. So, yep, <laughs> yep. Um. So, kind of
1: looking at this, like we've kind of divvied up our summers a little bit to like we had a bunch of them that we were looking to hit, and we're like, man, you know, we're looking at this. We like got them in their single file. Like, well, I'm going to this one, but I might go to this one. I'm like, there's too much going on for my brain to like decipher it. I'm like, I just had to make my own schedule. So, um, here's what the tentative schedule. Looks like for I'll and I'll, I'll scroll over to the Van Grill here in a second. Mine's a little bit smaller. I mean, the yeah, Dells, Madison, Hawkeye, Cedar Lake, Slinger, Dells, Madison, Davenport, Dells, Jefferson, Madison, Dells. Um, so we're going to pretty much have that drive down. That will, if you fall asleep, I'll still make it back because I've done it a million times. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but if you look at it, like one, two, one, two. Three, four, five. I got six of the six of the Midwest tour, six of the eleven Midwest tour races there,
2: So um, and then we'll go over here and grow all. This is your possible. There's some extra dates yeah. in there and some of them that would be stretches, but yeah, it would all, it be a blast? All potentials that we're kind of looking at that are like, yeah, these are
1: these are on the board. They're in consideration. So um, I mean, obviously the big one was start of the year is the fourteenth. Or the thirteenth of April.
2: April. Yep. Icebreaker at the Dells, so Slinger. And that'll be back back weekends between the Live for Five race at, at the Dells and then Slinger the weekend after.
0: Mm-hmm. Boys, that's be- only three months away. Yep. January, February, March. And then you're looking at
2: about two a weekend Weeks. in April, and you're we're back in it.
1: Yep. So throws my cojones yeah.
2: off at both of those races last year.
1: Yeah. So looking at here, you get down to the bottom. He This guy's a little more versed in the in-person part when you talk about IndyCar series, <laughs> potentially a USAC midget, Arkham Menards at Milwaukee Mile, Trucks at the Mile, um, Cedar Lake. Obviously we're going to possibly gonna... an
2: SRX race in there as well.
1: SRX race got stuck in there at Cedar Lake. That's another dang it. Which I got to add
2: the SRX at Cedar Lake, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Just kind of, if you're looking for, if you're looking for a Wisconsin, Illinois, well, Wisconsin races to hit, here you go. These are, it's a good little snapshot, so <laughs> <laughs> feel free to take that and do as you please. Hoping to get to a lot of places this year, so. Yeah, Slinger, Slinger, I'm excited to get the slinger for the Nationals. That'll
2: be my first Nationals, I'm, first time at Slinger. You're gonna have a blast, I'm telling you. You're gonna if you want to really enjoy it, you gotta get there early. Oh, it's we're gonna be there early and we're doing pit passes. Giddy up. Because like <laughs> the other thing too is like that place fills up. you yep. like, the parking lot fills up too. So be ready to have a long day, but it's gonna be a blast, especially yeah, if we do the pit passes throughout there.
1: Yeah, because then we can just walk and and do that whole deal. So
2: yeah, that that's one I haven't been
1: to yet. That that I want to I want to cross that one off my list as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the school. All right, big dog, what do you got? School's I'm next, huh?
0: Next up, we got our tire changer, and as you can see from his uh from his schedule, um, in the pit crew, if there's a race in Wisconsin, again, we've always mentioned this. There's about a 95% chance that we're going to have boots <laughs> on the ground, um, between, I didn't get to nearly as many races as I wanted to last year. But when you talk about at the track and in person, um, uh, yeah, uh, our tire changer is boots on the ground often. And so, uh, there's a good shot as we look really next year and we're talking about content. Um, I think between the three of us and now being able to get ironed out and get it, get into this thing and kind of schedules, um, I think we'll be able to put together some pretty cool content um, between the three of us and the sheer amount of racing and tracks that we'll be at. So, but yeah, let's get into a tire changer. Um, Let's see what keeps you going and at the racetrack every weekend from April to November. So,
2: so well first off, I don't have a PowerPoint like Kellen does. I'm just going purely off of uh purely off of, of speech here and memory on this. So bear with me. But I guess really, you know, first track that I hit and I guess I'll start with. This. I remember as a kid, don't remember I think I was like six or seven, if that you know, I all I think all of us had hot wheels when we were kids. That's all it was. It's just the generic Hot Wheels that you got at Shop Cole, Walmart, Kmart, you know, whatever it was. And I remember playing with that on the floor one time. Grandpa slipped through channels and he stops on the race just to see what's going on, right? I'm looking at it and I'm just, I mean, you want to talk about something that's that clicked. <laughs> that that plug got plugged into the brain in some way, shape, or form. It's like, that's it. That's that's it right there. So I mean, I got I got hooked right in that instance. Um, my first race was actually in preparation for my first NASCAR race, and that was at Golden Sands. Uh, in plover went to my first it was just a weekly show nothing special went to my first race there and i remember when we were leaving the track me and grandpa i remember looking at him i said i want to do this like i want to go to races so I, he was still working in the middle of the time he had a couple years left before he retired so it was kind of hit or miss as far as races that we went to but when he retired it, it, we hit i mean we were off like a rocket. It was gone everywhere. So Golden Sands is my first track. I ended up going to Michigan later that year for the NASCAR race. So I had both of those first race experiences under my belt in a year. Um, Yeah. You talk
1: about just diving into it. He goes from a weekly show in the middle of North Wisconsin to (laughs) top series. Just like, oh, yeah, we're going to get immersed in the experience. Yeah, let's head to
2: NASCAR. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And that was, again, that was back with, you know, the old Gen 4. And, I mean, them suckers were screaming. And at Michigan, them cars were really screaming yeah. going in. So, if I remember right, I think Biffle won that first race that I was at. If I remember right. Although um, say you know, from there, you know, as we started to get to hit the local short track scene a little bit more, Marshfield definitely made a lot of trips over there. I bet you we were there for a lot of the same races and obviously never knew about it. Yeah. Um, Wassa, Wassa sure. was the other one that we hit up pretty often. So it was Thursday. I could go to Wassa. Friday it was Golden Sands. And Saturday was Marshfield. And that was all within an hour of our front door.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No. So, I mean, and then, you know, we got introduced to Kakana and we would go there every once in a while. Then we got introduced to the Dells. we would go there every once in a while. Madison it just, you want to talk about expanding your horizons. I mean, it expanded from there. Um, show you a little glimpse here of kind of places that I've been. I've marked out on my Google Maps here of every track that I've been to, both local and NASCAR. Oop, try and get this here. So it's the blue dots on here. If I had to guess, there's probably about 20 tracks on there. Holy. Oh. Yep. All over the place. Yep. So...
1: That's yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Um but yeah, those are kind of the first few tracks I ever went to. And like I said, I I mean I still are a frequent, frequent visitor of those tracks as well. Um uh, when I did get into the racing scene, uh Jeff Gordon was my NASCAR guy starting out. Always has been, always will be. Um, but Wes Coon was my first super late model guy. Oh Wes Coon just sold my grandpa. I actually knew his dad because they both worked for the town of Saratoga by me. So they knew each other through that. And Wes was the race car driver. So I get—I actually went over to shop a couple times just to hang out as he was working on the car. He was the first one. And then he would go on into the ownership side of things and then had, uh, see if I can get the names right here. It was Corey, it was Corey Jankowski, uh, uh, Tim or Jim Sauter Jr. And God damn it. He's on the tip of my tongue. He was. It was Frank something. He was always sponsored by Culver's. He was the 99 Super. He was from Partyville. Frank Cryer. Frank Cryer. Frank Cryer. So Wes Coon started a trio with those three guys on a team. And that was, like I said, he was the first guy on the Super late model scene that I really started to follow. Uh, I actually had a buddy at high school as well. He raced a little bit of four cylinders. He'd raised super stocks. He actually ran super lights uh at Marshfield as well. And actually, I'll bring up the photo here. See if you recognize this car. Uh his name was Randall Wilhorn. Where's the photo at? There's the photo. Let me spin the sucker around real quick. So I would obviously follow him kind of wherever he ran off to. Yeah. That car. Yep. Sure. Shit. Sure. Yep. So he was. A, I went to high school with him. So we're always, you know, just just stopping the pits afterwards, hanging out with him, talking yep. about the race. And there was at one point in time at Sands as a four cylinder driver, he he had fast time every single week out at Sands. And <laughs> would break his own track record. <laughs>
1: That's
2: funny. But. Uh... Um, now, you know, Paulie Schaefer is kind of the favorite driver whenever he's racing, but I, I could just really enjoy the racing for kind of what it is.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and not really, you know, cheer for a guy. And that kind of goes into like what keeps me interested. Um, you know, growing up, it was all you know, fast cars. You were just fascinated by that. Um, and as I got older, it's like, okay, now I can kind of understand the racing that's going on and the strategies that are going on. I can kind of keep an eye on that when I was going to school. I was going to school for engineering, as I say, and <laughs> <laughs> tells you how well I did. Uh, but I, I I was looking at like the mechanical side of things, the engineering side of things. Social media was really starting to boom. So you're starting to get to know the drivers personally. Um, uh, And now it's like I'm getting to broaden my horizons, too, with this dirt racing stuff. And it's like, OK, now I get to experience something new, too. I'm almost becoming a fan again, in a way. Yeah, for sure. And and getting, getting to experience all that. So I mean that's or that's definitely some things that have kept me interested in racing. And I would definitely say I've been pretty pretty fortunate in some of the things that I've been able to do too. You know, you had a little bit of show and tell, and while well, I was able to be home this week and I was able to have a little bit of get some stuff together for show and tell. Um so you brought up the die cast cars, and I gotta bring that up on my side as well. Just because I know, like I said, we were kind of briefly talking about it. (laughs) So I may have a problem, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) So that is my setup with all my diecast (laughs) cars. What was the number again? 292 is what I'm sitting at right now. There you go. So crazy. They're all in drawers. They're all in. They're in. They're in order of when I bought them and or got them. Mm. In boxes, I would assume. In boxes. Yep. Everything is in boxes. Original. Yep. 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 The only three that aren't are sitting above me right now, and they're uh the three like it's the the Chevy, the Ford, and the Toyota of the 70th anniversary. Mm. I got those displayed up above me. Those are the only three cars that are not on, that are not in the box still.
1: No. Um,
2: But yeah, otherwise I've been able to collect some pretty good memorabilia over the years. Show you this, get this pot back up again. I think I should be pretty much good to go. So this is up on top of my grandpa's bookcase that we got. I mean, you got Iowa Speedway, the Cedar Lake koozie That old Rusty's last call. Yep. The 500 uh, uh, Budweiser bottle. So, you brought up Jeff Storm earlier. His autograph card.
0: We're sniffing some other stuff there. The 21, you see a GMS box. That's a Johnny
2: Sauter car. Yep. (laughs) Or truck, I should say. That's the championship truck from his championship year. So, that's some of Grandpa's cars. He's got some of his own. I'll show all that. So, he had a bunch of 164s on there too. Jeff Storm. How about that card? Oh, dude, that's even further back. Than the one <laughs> that's crazy. So that that one's awesome. Oh, let's see, what else do we got here? Yeah, here are some other ones that I had. So, yeah, there was that Morrissey one. There's that other Stormy one. Yeah. Bobby Kendall, Brandon Selly, Jeremy Miller. There's that Nathan Hasline one. Chris Swankoff. you know. So, just some other, some other doozies in there. Here's an old Rich Pickle one.
1: That, that's pretty sweet.
2: Another wow. Rich Pickle one is Johnny, right Johnny
1: Sauter, Dan Fredrickson.
2: Yep, you know, Pickle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Johnny Sauter, a very, very young Carson Quaffle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. oh, yeah. What else do I got here? Oh, yeah. Mark Martin when he was at Kakana. Yep. And I got a picture with him as well. One of my fondest memories. Scott Wimmer. This one's really good, too. So State Park Speedway, I think it was the, a birthday celebration for Father Dale Gruba. And they just had any legend come in, including Bobby Allison. So, I mean, they had, oh, and Ron Hornaday. So, let
0: see, where's. Before you skip off that shout-out, wasn't one of those cars in your top 10 paint schemes?
2: That was one of my top 10 cars. Yep. Well, uh, so, Ron Hornaday, back in the day. Holy I didn't get a oh. picture with them, but we did get and I yeah. know what's there it is. Travis Bobby Allison. yo Who's
0: that picture with you? Go back. Uh or who are you getting an autograph from right above that Bobby Allison?
2: Right above Bobby. Oh, this one? Yeah. So this is another one of the fondest memories. So that's Dick Trickle. Wow. That is, that is the guy. That is the guy. So it's a little story for you. So this guy in the middle, um, this guy right here, I believe he's Dick Trickle's nephew. He used to work on the engines for Trickle in his late model days. So him and my grandpa are good buddies as well. So I would there was a couple times where I kind of got booted to the front of the line to, to meet Trickle. So this was at the Slinger Nationals. He's up here chatting with us, you know, kind of you know, chatting with him and, and chatting with me. <laughs> They're waiting to do uh pre-race ceremonies for the Slinger Nationals because they can't find Trickle. like <laughs> so, so they go over to the PA. You know, we'd start today's festivities, but we can't find our honorary uh <laughs> member for today's races. Oh god. And here he is standing up by us. He goes, Oh, I suppose I better I better go back to work.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so man. that
2: one was That one was fun. And you know It's kind of one of those Like you know None of us knew What he was going through Because then shortly after He was gone Then too Yep. So You just never really knew What you had Until he Until it was gone Type of thing Here's that Derek Krause One that I was talking about Yep. Holy shit <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just a little kid
2: Yep. Kenny Wallace He's on there You know Here's I got a picture with him at Iowa, and then he was at Bat or at Milwaukee for uh, the super late mile race when they first started going back there. We went in the pits and had him sign that photo then. So he's like, Oh, yeah, I remember this. This is Iowa. That was a damn good time. <laughs> There's another Dick Trickle one there for you. And then what, what else do I want? Dave Marcus. You yep. know. And then I got oh, so this is a good one too. Those are Dave Marcus's wingtip shoes that he'd wear racing. So we went to the Hall of Fame, the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, the inaugural uh the inaugural year that was open. He submitted those shoes to him and never heard anything. So when we were there, we saw him we're like, "Where we wonder?" So we took a picture, showed it to him. He's like, "Yep, those are their shoes." So we gave him a photo, and then he signed the other one. That's pretty cool. And then Richard Petty. Back at my first Daytona 500. Holy shit! So yeah, it was really cool to go back through all this stuff and kind of relive some of the memories that I used that I had, um with the races that I go on to one more good one for you. Oh, that's when you won year yep Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, there's a lot of, a lot of good memories going back through those and it, it just helped me realize why I'm a fan of what, what we do and why we go to these races and just try and build on that then too. It's almost like,
1: honestly, in, in, you probably can attest to this to it, it kind of becomes a little bit of an addiction. It's like you get it, you get started and yeah. you're like, all right. Absolutely. What, what what can I add to the collection now? Cars, shirts, true sure, We cars, have to touch whatever. on the shirts. Yeah. The gear, like anything. Yeah. It's just like you get the bug and you're like, all right, what's next?
2: Yeah. I know it kind of turned into show and tell there a little bit, tangent a little bit, but I mean, it's just, a lot of good things I've been able to do and a lot, a lot of things I've been able to see and just hope to build on it in the future.
0: I was going to ask follow-up question. Um, Obviously we mentioned um, anything in Wisconsin asphalt super late model, like you're, you're going to be boots on the ground. Obviously you don't have a collection like that and show up to three or four races every year. So, um, Obviously that uh you're gonna be there, but um I think we got a pretty good guess of what's number one. But same question I asked Kellen, you know what what would you say are you know what do you enjoy following the most? What are the top three series you would say right now?
2: I'm gonna leave NASCAR off of it just because I feel like that's the whole low hanging fruit. Um, so yes, definitely asphalt super late models. It's not even specific to like the Midwest Tour tundra late models. It's de- just asphalt super late miles. Especially up here in the Midwest. I feel like that's some of the best damn racing you're going to see anywhere. And you're going to have strong cars showing up week in and week out, too, for that. So I think that's number one. Uh, World of outlaws, the sprint cars. I feel like that's the one that's really... After watching the Chili Bowl, that was my first real taste of dirt. The Outlaw sprint cars have really gotten me into it a little bit more. So I feel like, you know, you could say that's my first dirt love type of thing. Interesting. All right. And then the USAC, and then the, well, not even just USAC midgets, but just the midgets as a whole too. Like I said, Chili Bowl, big event. Like I said, I think that was the first taste of it. And I think it's just a really, I think they are really cool cars to race. So if there's three of them that I really follow, if I'm keeping NASCAR out at Realm, I think it's those three.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: All right. Surprise with the wing sprints.
2: I lo- I like the late models, but like I said, the wing sprints were kind of like well, and I think Larson, Larson's got a big deal to do with that too. With yeah. his his you know crossover into that realm, you know, you could say it's either him and Dirt to cross over NASCAR or vice versa. I think that's what really helped me get into it. And like I said, that's kind of ended up being my first love with dirt.
0: Oh, wow. I mean okay. that, and we kind of talked about that too. I mean, hopefully that, hopefully that continues to happen. Um, for dirt racing and you know asphalt super late model racing is, hopefully you know you get some of these NASCAR guys to do that and help bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, either a NASCAR fan that's strictly NASCAR, yep, or a asphalt super late model fan. Hopefully. Some of those bigger names that people know, a NASCAR guys coming here. Hopefully it helps just continue to bridge the gap and get people put more butts in seats and more eyes on racing um on Sundays and
2: all the above. So I will say that you two have also really helped me broaden my horizons with the dirt racing, especially like with the late model scene as well. You guys have been kind of, you know, something comes up. You like, you know, you know, you've been keep an eye like, hey, you know, so-and-so's jumping from this chassis, to this chassis, or this engine, or this team, or anything like that. Like, you guys have that background where I don't on that as well.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of vice versa with you and the supers, or asphalt supers, where you've been around it a lot longer than we have to know some more of that side of things as well. So it fits
2: together really nice is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Mm yeah got a good triage of guys here yeah i think that's about enough about us though i think we got to get over the gas man and, and you know see what's got him going i know he said it last last week too that he was kind of a late bloomer as far as the racing scene goes but you know i'm sure you've got some some good stories as far as how i got how you got into it and, and what keeps you going as well
0: yeah, so I would say uh, for the gas, man, for my racing experience, I would say um, it's been a probably a gigantic roller coaster for me. And I was in a lull for quite a while. It was going down. Um, but obviously, having the old Jackman be my older brother, grew up uh, doing a lot of the similar things. Um, the Monster Hall, the Marshfield those are the two that i could remember the most distinctly um i can remember distinctly one time we went to uh monster hall for a dirt wing sprint race and it was so dusty and they were sp- throwing so much dirt in the stands that we literally did not even watch the race we sat and we put the blanket over our face um because it was so dusty and they were throwing so much dirt in the stands we sat so close that we literally didn't even get to watch the race. We were sat under the blanket. So um, that was a good welcome to ra- dirt racing moment for me. <laughs> um, um, but then obviously growing up, we went to Marshfield a fair amount. Um, that for me was, I would say, starting off, some of the bigger names, obviously like a Mark Krauss and Dean LaPointe were the two um, bigger names that I can remember. Um, once in a while, we'd get a Paul Menard sighting um, and a super late model at Marshfield. Um, but that's really where it started um, for me, at for at-track stuff. I would say for NASCAR stuff, it was honestly, um, it was our grandpa. Anytime dad would watch it here and there, wasn't really dedicated, but anytime we'd go visit our grandparents on a Sunday afternoon, just right uptown, and go on grandparents. Grandpa would always be sitting in his man cave in his TV by himself, and he's got a race on, and he's just sitting watching racing, and those were the heydays, and obviously, I got this sweatshirt on, um, which is from him, but so he was a huge Earnhardt fan, Um, and as you can see from, I have some collections up here, some Earnhardt uh, diecast cars up here, and the sweatshirt, and obviously, Kellen's collection, so um, growing up, Um, probably my favorite driver was Dale Earnhardt Jr. And it kind I kind of stuck with it, uh, for a while, but I would say it probably started to go South for me. Um, I want to say middle school where you're just kind of like, I guess for me, it was footballs all fall wrestling all winter. Like I just probably got a little bit lost in what I had going on. And then I would say it was probably late high school and early college. I started dipping my toes back in, thanks to Derek Krause, getting back on the national scene and him starting to get into the truck series. And then it started, it's like, gets you more involved right away. Um, So then I started watching that. And then I'd say from there, it's just been uphill ever since. Then Kellen started getting more into watching and racing. And then we lived together. And then we were watching racing on Sundays together in our apartment. And so then ever since there, we've been on this upward trend of being back into it and watching a lot of racing on Sundays and shit. Now we're playing fantasy together on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. So
2: maybe you started on that. Um,
0: that's kind of, you know, I would say I where it started getting I started getting back into it was really into college. Um Right away in early college, me and Kellen were living together and we started watching racing together and actually getting into it. And obviously having Krause back in it um, was awesome. And then thankfully, Chase introduced us to uh, us to each other. Mm -hmm. And then we start getting I start getting my toes back dipped into where I started, you know, Marshall and Super Spagway. Then we go to State Park together um, and watch. I think um, that
2: really sparked it. Like especially with the three of us going to that race at Wausau, yeah.
1: You know, um, we're on that, I'll never forget that we're sitting on that top, that top drink chase. When we got a case of beer, and we sit down, and he grabs the first one, and he drops it right through the bleachers, <laughs> and you just hear, you just hear it hit the bottom, and you're like, "We lost one."
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, that was a uh, awesome experience, and that was I. Would, that was my first asphalt super late model race i've been to in quite some time so right away um again once you go to a track it it's like that for you know some people it's like you do something in your life and you're like yep that's what i'm that's what i was supposed to do (laughs) um and for like us it was like you go to the racetrack and like yep this is where i'm supposed to be um so again that was again an awesome experience for me and i i think ever since then it's just been I've just continued to get more and more into it. And I would say just to reiterate, you know, what keeps me interested or what keeps me going one is the more you understand it and the more people, you know, like names and the more you dive into it, obviously, the more invested I've just become, you know, you just get to know drivers more. You get to follow their stories. You almost feel like you're a part, you know, with social media, you almost feel like you're a part of the team as much as some of these guys post. You get to see them working on the shops, you know, stuff like that. And I would say for the dirt side, what really kicked things off for me was when I came home for college break and I have no idea how me and my dad ever ended up on it is we ended up on the Hunt the Front YouTube channel. Yep. And they were in the beginning phases of a YouTube
1: channel. They just did their five year anniversary. So you talk about finding them then that was like us right now where we're at with us though. Yeah.
0: yeah. So me and my dad literally scrolled across this dirt YouTube channel over winter break one time and we started watching it and I'll, I won't forget dad's dad shout out to him when he said this, he's like, hunt the front was just a, you know, they were just getting their operation going. So they weren't running very well. And so uh, dad just goes, yep, you got to see if we get last place again tonight. He'd like text <laughs> us and or text me and um, because we had watched and they would never run well. But it was just like for us, like it was just super interesting for me and my dad. Like we had no idea what all goes into dirt racing. And you start watching like the grinding of the tires and all the – we're changing tires all the time. And they're showing – pounding the shit out of sheet metal and then they're changing this changing that like we had no idea what all goes on and then like you start understanding it's like wow this is interesting so that kind of started the dirt the dirt scene for me but again i think like watching those videos like again the more you know and understand drivers and then also tracks and setups and stuff like that just the more invested you become and so that's one thing that I would say keeps going for me. Obviously at this point in my life, one another thing being able to have a f- for my first full time job can now finally financially like I don't have to rely on mom and dad. Hey, mom, and dad, can I go to the races this weekend? <laughs> I've got my own job. Yeah. I can now afford to go to the racetrack my, on my own, do the things that I want to do and be more involved. Um, so that's you know, kind of one perk. Um, one thing I think will tickle you guys pink, um, that I would say, and we can just crack ourselves up laughing is not only the camaraderie at the racetrack that is awesome for like racing experience, but also the away from the track stuff. And I think we can talk about the drive back from Cedar Lake this. Oh year. my like,
2: god. <laughs> we can even get Chase involved on this one too. It's just
1: I mean oh. like the memories we make that were oh like god. they yeah. aren't even it's at the race. Silent. Right. It's dead silent in the car at are home. Dear. Dear. <laughs>
0: What where? <laughs> Our tire changer Van Grohl was driving and I was just sitting in the back and I'm like, there's a deer standing on the fog line. I'm like, are we gonna slow down? And I wait till we're about 10 yards from it. And I'm like, oh, deer.
2: Oh <laughs> just taps the brakes
0: keeps going it's like oh or that road
2: kill that i killed for the second time yeah <laughs>
0: um so i would say i mean honestly like as we've gotten to know each other and then like chase and the four of us and being able to just go to the track together not only the camaraderie at the track is fun being there together um and just doing what we love but also i mean that was we could not stop laughing for an hour and 20 minutes you on had- the drive home both <laughs> nights. I was um, crying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> crying. And then you had, you had stinky.
0: <laughs> Chase goes with us on Saturday night and just kept crapping his pants and would not say anything. And we were just smelling <laughs> scum. Like, oh my
1: god.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's another thing that, like, is just fun that keeps you interested in racing. Is like not only when you go to the track, but like that's a the memory journey that
2: to and from. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll have that memory forever. Um, Hour and twenty minute drive back that we had those two <laughs> nights uh, was just a ton of fun. Uh That we were laughing for an hour and twenty minutes straight, nonstop. Oh, uh, made it home safely, but Ugh. yeah. And then I would say. The other thing is, um, I guess what keeps me interested me interested now is like, which I really do appreciate is how much in the ability you have, how much the ability to watch as much racing as you want. Like now, like with flow racing and dirt vision and things like that, like you have racing at the tips of your fingers or the swipe of your credit card. Um, (laughs) like as much racing as you want to watch you can get it um so just being able to watch so many different series and so many different events has been able i guess it just you just keep learning more and more you learn new drivers you learn different stories and you know you become a fan of this guy and then you start following him in this series and then you watch a different series and you hear this guy's story and it's like well, I'm a fan of him now. And so then all of a sudden it's like now I want to watch 10 different races during the week of 10 different series because I'm a fan of you know this guy and this that and the other thing. And all of a sudden it's like here you sit, you can watch racing seven days a week. So um yeah, that's kind of uh where I'm at. Um and obviously I think the biggest thing for me is like I mentioned now the Cedar Lake race this past year was an eye-opening experience and now for me, one of the things I want to do more in 2024 is just be able to get to some of the asphalt super late model races and then keep mixing in some of the dirt races around here, Deer Creek, Mississippi, Thunder, um, Cedar Lake. Um, Just keep, keep growing the – expanding my horizon um, for the in-person stuff, like I said, now that I have – A job and i can afford some of those things just being more at the racetrack and then i would say another thing what keeps me going or interested is the damn podcast we don't have a choice but to be interested in (laughs) racing (laughs) if we're gonna get on and talk about it every week (laughs) um we've got no choice um but but to be but to love racing and um, stay involved. And like I said, it's just going to, this sport's going to keep growing in all different facets. Like I said, we're playing fantasy against each other, um, and NASCAR and shit boys, we're about a month and a half away from being back in that, um, 36 week grind of fantasy for NASCAR. So we're not far away from that. So no, we just, as racing just keeps evolving and the social media and, being able to watch racing. I just continue to grow with it and embrace the change. And one thing that was awesome for me is I got to go to the Chicago street race. Uh, Me and my girlfriend Carolyn went to that this year and didn't actually get to watch the race um, because of the weather and the rain, but was able to go down there, watch most of the Xfinity race, um, see the cars up close and in person hear them smashing on the loud pedal in the streets of Chicago and just yep. acting between the buildings. It was be able to get pictures with the NASCAR guys and get signatures and, you know, whatever. It's just like, those are icons to you that you see and you like look at every every Sunday and you're like, those guys are awesome. And so, yeah, uh it was just an awesome experience for me. And again, I think some of these experiences just continue to, relight the fire inside you or your passion for it you know you go to a different track and you get a new experience and you're like this is why i do what i do just Mm -hmm. relights the fire in you and keeps you going so um and then the fact well the last question i asked you guys if i had to say the three series i probably um follow the most or enjoy the most i would say is obviously nascar i will i'll just take the low-hanging fruit i obviously enjoyed nascar series um i've really embraced the lucas oil dirt Lead model series and all that they're doing and then for number three honestly the, one of the series i enjoyed a lot this past year was the high limit And just the shows that they put on and the entry list they had. Um, So looking forward to um, really what they put on in 2024 um, as they kind of become a national touring series. So those are, I'd say, the three that I enjoy the most right now. Um, Again, all different facets. But Um, I was going to say... A quick hitter before we do our Chili Preview, instead of doing bucket list races and future plans, because I think we could save that for a future episode. I got a question for you guys. I don't think we ever really shared the background on the pit crew, like where that idea came from. Uh, Sure. And then not only that, but I think we should spend five minutes just on the idea of the pit crew and then why we chose the pit crew,
2: the pit crew roles that we do. Sure. So before we jump into that, you, I want to throw a quick follow-up question to you guys. Actually, Cam, you already answered this question with kind of like your background with this. I want to ask Kel on this. How did you get into the dirt side? I know Cam said it was like kind of through that Hunt the Front YouTube channel. How did you kind of get to the dirt side? Just because I think it's all well, pretty well known that the dirt isn't exactly easily accessible as far as TV goes. Yeah, I mean, that was that was part
1: of it and then kind of the same with Camus. he'd always be like sending stuff about the hunt the front and i kind of just like from there i got into it but then you kind of find you, know, you your lovely youtube algorithms that don't seem to really <laughs> help us, helping us out right now but um, um no i i think with that like what well, you just kind of get a recommended video you click on it and you're like oh that dude just won $50,000. Then you click on that and it takes you to another link. It takes you from the raise from last year. And, and then you find out that Cedar Lake's been up here. And, like, you realize that they have that crown jewel. And it's like you kind of look into that. And that's why I just kind of branched off from that. So, Sure. Um, just kind of going back to it from remembering what I saw as a little kid. Um, and then just, like, revisit it. And you're like, oh, that is that's, – that's a hell of a product so sure yeah
0: so and i would say too off of that you know once the algorithms get going it's like then that springed into you know i think world outlaws does a great job putting their weekend recap you know any feature you want you can go on youtube and you can find a quick six seven minute video and feel like you watched all 40 laps mm-hmm. and it's like all of a sudden you watch a hunt the front video that turns into they show up at a volusia race uh a world outlaw race at the beginning of middle of february here middle of january it's like all of a sudden you're like oh and then you start picking up on some of the bigger names brandon Shepard was racing
2: you watch the race
0: and then it just it just snowballs so
2: sure i think like for me like and we've talked about this poor floor racing I think that has definitely helped as far as the all right, there's a race on, let's watch it. I mean, you could watch, like you were saying, you say a lot of times, Cam. Flow racing is your cable TV. It's the few it during the middle of the season, you turn that on, it's like, all right, what's on what's on TV today? And it's literally just flow racing. What races are around?
0: And like that for me, like again, like me and Kellen, like we are always texting each other, like, all of a sudden, I'll be like like earlier this summer, like I really didn't know that Angel Park in Sun Prairie was a dirt racetrack. And all of a sudden I flip yep. on flow racing and I'm like, holy shit, the all-star circuit of champion sprint cars are there. And on a Monday night and I'm texting Cal and all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're texting each other. We're picking heat race winners and we're picking, you know, back <laughs> and forth. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, you just learn stuff by going on flow racing and yeah, seeing what's going on. So Yeah. Um, But as we kind of wrap this conversation up, I was thinking we should give like a quick two minute synopsis on, you know, when we thought of the podcast, where did three stones pit crew come from? And then we should all give just a quick background on why we chose uh, the pit crew member that we did. So I don't know if somebody wants to give a quick one or two minute spiel on how the, the three stones pit crew name came about. And then we could all touch on uh kind of our our roles and why we chose it.
2: Oh
1: god. I mean, what rabbit hole do we want to go down? Well, it started it all started with the Excel sheet that had about 40 different racing related names in that nothing sounded decent. Let's be honest. Not that this sounds any better, but <laughs> we felt <laughs> like you know, you start to string together racing related things, and you're like Well, we started to to put stuff together, and it's like, I don't really like that. It was all right. It could be a backup if we don't find nothing. Just don't think about it. But when you don't think about it, you think about it all the time anyway, so nothing really ever came together. And you're like, I don't know. I don't really know. So we had this. It it started as sliders and crossovers, and then it was – what was the other one? There's one other one that I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. But we just, and all of a sudden, there's one of us that kept, he kept going to everybody, man, you just got stones for brains.
2: And we're like, hold on oh, a whole second. whole
0: thing even started.
2: Yeah. And we, we kept throwing that insult at each other then, too. And we just like, what? Because then
1: we started to hustle each other a little bit on the NASCAR fantasy thing. It's like, oh, it's stones for brains, huh? And it's like, <laughs> well, you each got one. And that's where the three came from. (laughs) Um, And they're like, well, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, you you got the three stones, but it's like, all right, well, what, what racing related are we? It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? And it's like, well, shit, we're a pit crew. That's what we want to do. Yeah.
0: And I think that kind of backstory. So the three stones comes from us giving each other crap. And as you guys have all listened We're not the most intelligent human beings. We just love racing. (laughs) So when we say we're we're the three stones pit crew, it's a joke between the three of us that we all got stones for brains, but we just love racing. So that's where the three stones came from. And then we were also like, we didn't want to limit ourselves to what kind of racing. Obviously I said, I love covering dirt late models. Um, Our tire changer loves covering asphalt, super late models, NASCAR, really any racetrack you go to, there's a pit crew. And so it's like, Hey, we're not going to limit ourselves to, um, one series, one type of racing. So shit, we got stones for brains. Each one of us has got a stone brain. So there's three stones. And then anytime you show up to a racetrack, there's a pit crew. So we threw it together. Um, and I would say that's kind of how the three stones pit crew came about. And then obviously you throw in, enter podcast. Um, And so that's kind of, we would say our, you know, that's our kind of brand. And then within the brand, we've got this, the Tuesday track talk. Um, And then we've obviously kind of thrown out some other ideas of, you know, what we could spin off or, you know, maybe in the future, um, just different weekly segments, you know, hopping on, Crew member hops on, you know, there's a big late Dirt Late Models race. I'll hop on. Maybe I'm covering that specifically just me. Van Grohl's got boots on the ground at Slinger Nationals. Kellens at a weekend race in Madison or down in Davenport at a dirt race. So honestly, we just wanted to keep it open-ended um, and allow for us to just continue to grow this thing. And as new ideas come to mind, pursue them and
1: well, the best part about that is it gives you a chance to talk about your forte, you know? Yeah. Gives you a chance to talk about the stuff that you feel the, the most confident and comfortable talking in, where it's like, if we sat down today and said, all right, the podcast, we're going to do another episode tomorrow, it's going to be IndyCar, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, all right, sounds good. I got nothing to contribute. You go ahead and have at her.
2: And I'm I'm weird enough that I can, I've got a vague idea on some of that stuff, but right. –
1: but that was the part of it where it just gave us the opportunity to, hey, yeah. you want to talk, you want to talk, whatever you want to talk, that's that's your jam. So so
0: I want, this, this would be a live reveal. I don't think we've ever discussed or gave a reason behind why we chose the pick crew member that we are. So obviously when so, we introduce ourselves, I'm the gas man, Kellen's the jack man, Cam's the tire changer. I want to know why you guys, because we've never shared this with each other, why you chose Jackman, why you chose
1: Tire Changer. Well, to preface that, we ruled out crew chief because not not one person's calling the shots.
2: Correct.
1: We, we ruled that one out because nobody's smart enough to call the shots.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't trust <laughs> any of you suckers touching yeah. my race car. Yeah. We established that when we were building our race teams. <laughs>
1: uh Yeah. Um, For me, I mean.
2: I think it was, honestly, it was kind of a scramble thing to put together do you
0: know what my thought is I want I do not want to be the person that has the responsibility I want I'm a simple mind you want the easiest I want, job I want grab gas can fill car up until gas spews out of the <laughs>
1: he's He's the guy that's in the group project that the team gets an A, but he did about – he put the period on the end of each (laughs) second.
0: I did did not want to be the guy that cannot – that is getting their their hind end chewed because the car fell off of the jack mid-stop, and then we got to get the whole crew over there to lift it up to get the tire on. You guys got a high-pressure
2: job. Me? You're, You're like an offensive lineman. You get no attention until you screw up on something.
1: Yep, that's how we like it. Fly yeah. under the radar. I mean, I wanted to get in there and get a little bit of that pressure,
2: but it wasn't the most pressured situation. Yeah. Honestly, like if there's a pressure situation, I think I've got that position covered. <laughs> Yeah, you well, know. Well, it's dude. like I was thinking about doing spotter, but like, well, spotter's not really on the pick crew. They're just, you know, they're part of the team, but they're not on the pick crew. I'm like. So what the hell else left is there? So, (laughs) and then it's
0: like, well, a dirt super late model doesn't technically have a spotter. I mean, they've got the old stick guy.
2: Yep. Um, which we, but every dirt guy, every questionable. If any of us were to do that,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But every uh, dirt pit crew's got some a tire guy. Somebody they've got somebody that's got gas. Um, a dirt's got somebody who, if they're at the hauler, they've got the electronic lift that they can press the button and jack her up. But even, you no, know, you get in the hot sauce pit. Yeah, the hot, what is it? The hot sauce pit, heartbeat, hot sauce, hot pit. Yeah, <laughs> heartbeat, hot sauce pit. Um, look, dirt guys got a lot of guys are blowing tires, they come in there, you got to jack yeah. it up and get a new tire, new front tire on it, new right rear, get it back on the track. So, hell yeah. I guess
1: yeah, it's, that's just, kinda, it, kinda it's kinda put, stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's stuck. It, it just stuck. That's what it was. We we kind of like, yeah, we'll just go with it. And if we've got to rebrand, we can rebrand. Oh, no. it Yep. Glue. That, that baby was super glued to that thing. And it's like, yep, that's what it is. And you know, they get those
0: couple trial runs. And we're like, when you start introducing yourself as the three stones pick crew We've got gas man jack man tire changer like the first times is a couple choppy but we just kept just kept pounding yeah. it keeping and it a yeah. sudden, it's like yeah this is meant to be yeah. and this is what we're going with
2: and like i think we were kind of discussing too like and this was like way future like if this thing takes off type of thing it was like you know how could we like brand like t-shirts and stuff like this and designs and like I think it'd be easier to do that. Like, we could have, you know, the, the cartoon figure bobblehead bullshit going on on T-shirts, yep. too. And I could still be shooting, you know, shooting shit here, too. But I think, like, that it, it works. It just it just works for all of us, I think.
1: For sure. That'd be hilarious. You get three little animated guys once there holding the jack. He's got the, the, the big red gas can, and you just got the air impact. Like, three little yep. characters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Well, any
0: other final thoughts on your background, the pit crew? Um,
1: no, that's fun. I, I, I think I, we I, learned a lot. Yeah, we, we learned something new about each other. It's as crazy as it sounds.
2: Had a and bit I, of show and tell in there, too. And I think that's yeah. just, again, it's just like we reminisced, too. A little about nostalgic. some of the, the old days. Yeah.
0: And I do think, you know, we were going to touch on bucket list races and future plans i think we could spend literally two hours on us talking about our bucket list races ideas we have for the channel things we want to do um i think that would be a good you know right before you know the racing season officially kicks off you know before the daytona 500 that would be a good episode that we could throw in there um just some of the bucket list races we have, and then you know some of our future plans and what we kind of want to do and go from there. But we did have one race preview. Um, we got a couple guys going for drillers here coming up soon. We got the 2024 Chili Bowl Nationals. So as we kind of look at a preview, I guess, um kick it to one of you stones. You know, what is one thing, one headline you guys are looking at or what the, what's one thing you're looking forward to in the 2024 chili bowl nationals
2: i kind of want to start off with this just be, i'm actually going to be on vacation that week so i'm looking forward to vacation because i'm literally i'm literally gonna be sitting right here <laughs> looking at this monitor and i'm gonna be watching racing all the all day if they're on track i'm probably gonna be watching mm-hmm <laughs> including Saturday when they start at nine in the morning, I'm going to have this laptop's going to be booted up. I'm going to be laying in bed and I'm going to be watching the heat rate or preliminary races, uh, starting on Saturday morning. But I think it's always, you know, obviously we talked about, you know, how many cars are in this 350 cars, looking at the entry list from twelve twenty one 350 drop cars, drivers entered in for this race. You know, obviously it brings in a lot of drivers for this, but I think it's also the, you know, who's going to have a bad preliminary night and who's going to end up having to play some alphabet soup when Saturday comes around. And
1: for me to kind of build on that point, you always have one guy that, that does it. Yep. You got one guy that buries himself and he just gets on a rail and he runs through the F main to the D main to the G main to the B main to the A main like
2: and it's not even guys that you think of either especially when you get deeper in like the j's the k's and all that you know it's it's guys that you wouldn't think that would do that but end up you know pulling off pulling that off
1: and they just get hooked up and it's like look out and you're like they get to the next the next lettered feature and you're like oh man they're starting at the tail there's no way it 3 to go they're literally <laughs>
2: racing for a transfer spot yep. oh my god I think the other thing too is, you know, I talk about like environments. The chili Bowl is its own type of environment. I forget the name of the section there, but it's you. You probably know what I'm talking about. Like the guys that are tossing around popcorn at each other, or marshmallows,
1: one, and yep, it's on the back stretch. What are they? Yeah, but I can't remember. It's that would be that would be the cold snack section.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 12 ounce cold snack section is oh, I mean, upside so like I got a section of it here. You know, there's three names that jump out right away David Gravel, a sprint car guy, he's gonna be in it. Tyler Courtney, sprint car guy, he's gonna be in it. CJ Leary, I mean, Chris, he runs anything that's dirt and open wheel, basically, he's gonna be in it. I mean, you just it's literally a who's who as far as guys that are gonna be racing too. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, you, like, then you throw in, um. I was looking for some Wisconsin guys, but then you throw in some of the NASCAR guys that have thrown their names in it or somebody from the NASCAR series. I think I saw Jesse Love, just look, okay. Josh Balecki, um, Haley Deegan, um, Chase Briscoe. Rowdy in there? Um, what? Rowdy?
1: He put himself no. there? He did last year. He did the Tulsa
2: shootout last year. I think oh, he's oh. running it. J.J. Yaley's in here. I thought
0: Bushwhacker's running it.
2: Here's a guy for you, Ricky Thornton Jr. He's running it. Kyle Strickler, I just saw he's in it. Ricky
1: hasn't won a race all year, has he? He's been close. (laughs) Close to two million.
2: (laughs) But it's just, but then, you know, look at, thinking about this too, guys that you don't have in it, Rico, Larson, Bell, Those are three guys out of the gate that aren't in this race. Brad Sweet. Brad Sweet. Yep. Yep. Chase Elliott. He's ran at the bus a couple of years. He's not in it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, again, it's still, either way, it is still a who's who as far as guys that are in it. And it's just, that's what makes this race so special, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's nonstop racing, like, it feels like 24 hours a day. Yep. Just fun. You know, you always got somebody that runs that runs the that runs the table. That's yep. always that's to me that's the fun part. Is you you get it, you can kind of see it, and you're like, that dude might have it. Yep. Um, and then they and then they run through there. So yeah, pretty cool deal. Um that'll be uh that'll be an SE special edition. For us, so we'll bring you. We'll bring you guys a special edition episode for that one as well. So stay
2: tuned. We're not sure when we're going to do it, but stay tuned for that. One. Yeah, it'll
1: be. It'll be in, in the very near future. But just stay tuned on that. So, and I would That's say a- not only. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead,
0: No, you go ahead. I was going to say not only you just heard. Um, I don't know your schedule. Um, but obviously you just heard our tire changers got vacation that week, so if we're not going live, I can about guarantee you one thing we're going to be pumping out, uh, content. Um, tire changer is going to be just that phone's going to be smoking.
2: Um, I've got got the charger plugged in already sitting next to me. So (laughs) that
0: charger is going to be sparking phone smoking. Um, yeah. Um, we'll definitely see if we can put together, uh, maybe a night of watching together again, like we did for the dome, um, and snowball Derby. But if not, if we don't get for sure get one dialed in, um, we're going to be pumping out content. Um, and that you can definitely be on the lookout. And that week is going to be week that you have to have the bell turned on.
2: Oh, Big time. absolutely! <laughs> Big time. Keep an eye on the socials. I mean, it's we're going to be all over the place for that yep. one.
1: You bet,
0: Joe
2: any final thoughts
1: no that was good that's fun oh
2: no like I said it's I think we learned a lot about each other I hope you know everybody that listens learns a lot about it us as well um you know if you ever if we ever run into you at the racetrack do would love to chat with you kind of learn where you're coming from and you know what got you into it and I think that's that's a big a lot of racing as it is it's just a lot of storytelling hmm there a lot of things that have happened over the years. It's just, you want to keep those memories alive.
0: For sure. And if we ever run into you at the racetrack and you've got a burning desire on your mind or your heart that you are like, why have they not talked about this or what I want them to cover or this, or you've got somebody, you know that would want to come on and talk about this. Look, we've got some plans, but our plans can definitely change. Um, when we get new ideas and um again, we just jumped into this thing with a cannonball, so if we get a, an an idea from somebody, we're full steam ahead. Um just continue to give this thing our best crack. So yeah, we'd love to you got a different area you want us to cover, a topic you want us to cover. We've been getting some feedback on Um, you know, erasing one-on-one and lingo and structure and stuff like that. So that's gonna be an episode we're gonna cover. So you ever got feedback for us?
2: Um yeah, we're all we're all ears. And don't forget about Spotify too. Throw a comment on there if you listen on there or if you want to listen on the go.
1: Any other final thoughts? Ready for the ready for chili bowl. Yep a week of racing 24 hours a day. Well, we don't have any other final thoughts.
0: Um, this is a really good episode. Um, hopefully you guys get to know the, got to know the picture a little bit more. Um, understand our stories, where we came from and why we're as passionate as we are and why we're going to continue to be even more passionate um, in the future. Don't know if we can be more passionate, but we're going to try. Um, so Yeah. Uh, again, we appreciate anybody that listens, um, and follows along with us on this journey. Yeah. You know, you now know why we call ourselves the three stones pit crew. Um, but don't, don't forget like comment, subscribe, um, hit that bell. Um, and then, you know, as we start 2024 and you're looking for new year's resolution, I don't want to write down your resolutions for you, but make it a New Year's resolution to listen to the full episode every week and drop it a like and a comment.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll throw another one out there for everybody, too. Go to your local short track.
0: Yep. So uh, if you're looking for two New Year's resolutions.
2: Um, <laughs> got we
0: got you covered. We got you covered. Number one is give the podcast a listen on whatever listening services or whatever. Uh,
2: Wherever stream. you get your, your- – content from
0: wherever you get your content spotify or youtube those are your two options wherever you get it uh new year's resolution is give the podcast a listen um on a drive at work um throw a like and a comment in there that's number one number two is get out to a local short track um and and support it uh, and, and hopefully you can start a new tradition um for yourself or your family um like we did the cedar lake trip this past year bang went to that one time and we left that and we're like we've got a new tradition so um get yourself to a local short track um get your butt in a seat and um support them in any way you can so with that being said um that wraps up episode number 15 like comment subscribe and uh do not forget to start the new year off strong with those new year's resolutions we provided. We'll catch you next week.